And we are back with episode 72 of the Three Piece Set Podcast. Back in this bitch. Yeah, you guys have missed this familiar voice. Damn, how many crazy with your preference? I think at least I think at least three. You can call me hiatus. <laughs> Wait, were you were you there uh when Sassy was last time no. Sassy was here? No. Damn. No. No. <laughs> no. no, I haven't been here in months. Damn, you must have <laughs> a lighter on months. your chest then. Yeah, so let me let me tell you about Texas. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> a bitch. How have you been, man? Where what's been keeping you? What's been keeping me? Um you know, just life, man, existing. Uh, you know, being present and or not being present, you know, sometimes it's both. You know, does that make sense? You know, it don't gotta make sense. It doesn't make dollars. <laughs> you know, what you I'm feel saying? me? Niggas <laughs> been working. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> getting to the bread. We getting the bag up, nigga. That's, nigga, what, I'm, that's, that's what I've been on, nigga. God damn, the yeast is rising. Yeah, checking me. You need to be checking your own bag, nigga. Papers fucking out now. Yeah. Running it up, nigga. Get a bag. Don't worry about what I'm doing. What fuck, man? nigga. Fuck, nigga. Fuck, nigga. Fuck, wrong with y'all, nigga, boy. I know I'm pussy, nigga. Nigga, nigga, podcast, nigga. Whole podcast, nigga. I'm an alpha man. Top 11% man. Head out. Pencil neck got down. Spoon shaped head got down, motherfucking. Oh, pistol grip, chain down, motherfucking. <laughs> got down, grand rising ass niggas. Have y'all been slandering those toxic male podcasts on here? Uh, <laughs> I think we had one. I think we, we had, had one, one episode. We had one episode. I think, I, think the, I think the one with Sassy was here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this rebrand of our toxic male podcast is about to take the <laughs> fuck off. It's crazy, so though. Let me tell you. I got some when, takes. When you're a high value man like the men sitting at this table because I'm checking other men. As a man, <laughs> it's a, it's a mindset. It's you know mindset. what I'm saying? It's it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle that it's you have lifestyle. to. It's an everyday kind of thing. Just you know like what I'm the condoms that I use. If I you was know what having saying? Sex, but these women are so trained. <laughs> I can't even do this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Shouts out to those ladies. But yeah, I've been good though. What's good, man? Nice to see you. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, you know. I'm All right, so you look rested, real. rested and hydrated. <laughs> and I'm actually thirsty and sleepy. So, damn, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 damn, that's crazy. Opposite vibes, baby. Not the opposite. All right, but Josh, you're telling us you listened to the Cool Kids album. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, perusing uh, Twitter when I should have been on the phones. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you know get saying? money. You know what I'm saying? But um, I saw a tweet that uh, Chucky was like, yo, the album drops in like 13 minutes. I was like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, when it drops, I'm going I'm to check it out. And so a couple, few minutes later, I just uh, put up Spotify. I happen to be off the phone so I can crush the crush an email so I can focus on what's really important. You know, <laughs> you feel me? Um, so I checked it out. I was I was listening to it. Um, I, had, I had zero expectations since I didn't, I didn't necessarily listen to the last two. Cool Kids albums, like I didn't listen to Super Grandmaster Deluxe, and there was another one called I think it was called Volumes or something like that. That it was it was basically tw- I think twenty I think twenty seventeen twenty eighteen they dropped an album, and then mm-hmm. like twenty twenty they dropped an album. I remember both those, but I don't think I listened. Yeah, really listened to either one. Yeah, maybe I, the one in twenty eighteen. Honestly, I didn't even listen to When Fish Ride Bicycles. If I'm being for real, for real, like I checked I checked it out, but I never I haven't listened to their their second technically, you know. I won't, yeah, yeah, same, same. I, the cool kids, they were like, oh my God, I was really into them. 
like their mixtapes. Yeah, like, I've listened to their their individual albums. Yes, yeah. like working like working out one and two. Yes, I all the all the Chuck English produced projects that he's done. Yes, gift raps. I love all of, all the things that they've done individually, except for um, Banco. I didn't listen to I didn't listen to Banco, but I, you know, Banco's great. Yeah, I'm a hu- huge fan of all their individual tapes, but I didn't listen to. I've not oh, listened. Banco, yeah, Banco was Banco's fire. that shit. Banco's fire. Banco's fire. It's the one that popular that people are like. Mm. Uh, I think that's the one. It's, I think that's the first one that was like the evolution from the mixtapes, mm-hmm. because the mixtape was a whole. That's, that was a whole different type of Mikey. But then you drop that album. It's like okay, this is Mikey's solo album. Yeah, I've been I've been kicking it with these Florida niggas. This is yeah. <laughs> this is this is what the type of shit that we're on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're watching anime. We're scamming. <laughs> <laughs> Bank out. Um, but yeah, I th- I enjoyed it. Um, leading leading up because I liked Dapper uh, Dapper Dan Leather. I really li- I really like that song. Like last summer, mm-hmm. that was I I really like that song. Um, and then Hibachi with Key and Nikki Sweets, both of them. Both Nikki Sweets is also from Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, which is super, which, which was super dope to see uh, because she like she's like one of those Atlanta characters that you see around. You know what I'm saying? You might have met them once once or twice. Um, and you know that they're, they're trying to break into like the music scene and stuff like that. Been making music for a while, then all of a sudden, yeah, they on the you know what I'm saying not only on the Cool Kids album, which is super dope to see. Um, so it was really it was really cool. Um, the first I the see she did there. <laughs> yeah, so like the yeah. by the by the third, um, by the third song, I was like, yeah, this is summertime Jeep music. Like it sounded like it's like ever since um New Jeeps from uh from, from Dom Kennedy project, mm-hmm. um, I felt like Chuck English is, is really on the you know, since you know in the LA scene, you know it's warm there with the you could get like a cheap brand with the no top, you know what I'm saying no no doors. Um, that type of stuff, that the whole the whole Jeep the whole Jeep vibe, and he brought that um, into the whole project. It really it really just feels like the perfect project for the summer. Like the like, it's almost like perfect timing because March would be I feel like March April would would be the perfect time. I haven't listened to March Madness yet. Oh God, March yeah. Madness. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, it's I, March. How long? How I mean, is that, is that like the the one of those? It's like is that a holiday song now? Where it's like when it's March, yeah. you play March Madness. Yeah. I haven't actually have leave out a pint of lean. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Xanax pills, like cookies. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was it was it's super cool. Like there's um one of the one of the songs that I was like, okay, this is this is real, this is real dope. Was um Triumph Part Two with Pac Div and Don Cannon, mm-hmm. which was very 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 reminiscent. <laughs> I was about of, to say that sounds reminiscent. Yeah, so. it's very it's very reminiscent of Gone Fishing because Don Don Fishing. Where was the hell they find the pack at? Pac-Div? Oh, Pac Div. Pac Div. Yeah. Where the hell did they find Pac Div? <laughs> Pac Div actually dropped an album a couple of years ago, but it wasn't. It just wasn't. You know. But it's it's weird because like 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 was making music. He's he's been on his own thing. He produced um sing actually he produced sing about me from Kendrick's album. So okay. as a as a producer like you know like has been out here doing doing different type of stuff and then Mibs and Young. I don't think they out. I knew Mib- I knew Mibs was doing music. It's a couple years ago. He he was doing he was doing some stuff. I, I wasn't really feeling it. And then Young, I don't I can't even I don't even know if Young was even doing stuff because I, I, that it made that um that album make made me want to go back and check out all the different stuff that I listened to in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it was it was a re- it was just a really solid project. I see myself like I liked I liked um you know saved um the songs that I knew I wanted to play again so. There's there's a couple on there. It's like okay, this is cool. This one is cool, but it was a fun it was a fun album. They brought back um, 
skits. I don't know if I don't know if they even do skits on albums anymore. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. I, I, at least I don't remember any recent albums that had like any real skits that kind of like stood out. Where it's like this is a this is a full this is a, a, a skit. Um, at least at least it, it just does, it it doesn't immediately come to memory. But the way they did it was mm-hmm. very. No, like, you're right. I'm thinking. I don't know. Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, good. It's because like it's like good kid. It's like they're not. They're yeah. They're the, partially interludes that have intertwined story, mm-hmm. but like straight up breaks break skits like a, like commercials. Maybe mm-hmm. I was about to say Tyler's, but Tyler's that wasn't that wasn't Earth Gang. I don't listen to Earth Gang. Yeah, a few skits. In they, there. they also just dropped the album. Oh yeah, <laughs> I might I might I might check that out. I, I got I've been hate I've been low. I was like I've been low key hating on Earth Gang because that was like. They came up around the same time we was coming up, and it's like we will always get compared to them. So at the time, it was kind of like ah, we don't fuck with them niggas. But it's like I'm always going to go ahead, go ahead and check it out. But because the um, who they got on there, like the the stuff with Jid and yeah, that song on there with Jid and J Cole. Is John Drake on there too? I saw him putting a post with it. I'm not sure. They got Future on there. Oh, okay. Now people was upset because the song Future's on. I think originally Smino was supposed to be on it. And they took Smino off and put Future on. Damn. They took him off. You can put people on, but taking people off. Taking Smino off? Right? He probably is like, damn, he killed me too. <laughs> but, that's I mean, they, they, they could always just drop the deluxe version. Yeah, that's true. And they have a song on here with Music Soul Child. Music Soul Child? Oh, boy. Uh, there's a song on there with... Where did they find him at? Where are, they, where are these? Where are they finding these people? Hey, man. You just did a versus. You mean that one that they monetized? They they what? put it they put it on Instagram at the last minute. <laughs> they were like oh, they're like all right yeah let's start monetizing for Anthony Hamilton in Music Soul Child. Hey man, it's like damn we can't we can't big nothing up because they would because niggas would get their head big. It's like all right how are we monetize? It's like it was it was cool for what it was when right. it was happening, but it's like I was if, like all right. If anything, just find a brand to pay you, not people. That's fucked up. There are brands that pay you. Okay it's, then. It's then what, Doritos then what, and Ciroc. Why the fuck are they start trying to charge us? <laughs> well again. They don't. It's owned by Triller, so like anything, it's a it's a it's an app like TikTok. So they want to bring people over to the app for people to pay for it. Oh man! Well, why would paying? Why I, I would just go on TikTok. It's uh, honestly, we don't need verses anymore. If someone, if two <laughs> people, if two artists wanted to do that, they could just do it. Like we have grown past. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's right. Like somebody could be like, "Yo, two artists can be like, hey, how do they do this? Okay, we can do this." Or two artists can go can book a venue for three hundred. It's it's not it does not even take a lot of effort for two artists. They can book a venue. They can book a small venue and do that and do yep. and do go back and forth. It's does, it does not even take a whole bunch hey, of effort to do that. I mean, and apparently, uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats have linked up with Lena Waif. To produce a versus oh, shit, yeah, a versus like documentary Ooh, or bro, like, like what is the point? That sounds movie? that sounds phenomenal. Who's gonna watch that? Like, dog. can y'all tell how excited I am for that project? <laughs> wow, I, I feel like that's really gonna be a game changer, y'all. Bro, a documentary directed by Lena Waithe about something that came out two years ago that nobody actually really cares about anymore. I think I think I think the numbers. Still, I think it's a crazy. The idea. numbers are still relatively pretty good. I guess. I guess. It, yeah, I, I gave it to them. They did. They did. They did something for the culture, and you know, hey, we're always we're always saying like, hey, somebody somebody needs to get paid for doing something for the culture. Uh-huh. So I can't be mad at somebody and actually getting did, paid. Yeah, and then when they sold it the trailer, everyone who had ever done a versus all got a piece of that deal. Really? Yeah. So I mean, that's dope. See, yeah, you know so, what I'm saying? so, so cool. it's cool. Like, I, I can't. Can't knock that too much, but it's like mm-hmm. I'm. It's not like I'm gonna give it any more. 
So if you did it, you got you got piece of the money for it. So yeah, so everyone had ownership mm-hmm. in two persons. So yeah, they they did a good thing, and now it's just this big trailer app is kind of the parent company, and Timberland and Swiss kind of just run it now, but also. The artists themselves, so do they want to keep constantly have to deal with other artists? Why did he the, even do that? Because it wasn't even it was theirs, but then he brought it to Triller. So now Triller owns it. Yeah. Well, remember they had a partnership with Apple Music because the Jeezy and um the Gucci Man versus you could watch it on Instagram is also on Apple. But like and that's wh- how you was able to see like the high. But the think, high, of, the but just think, just thinking back to like the first one, like how did that come about? Originally, originally, yeah. what, what, was, what was the first verses? Uh, technically, it was like a summer jam with Timberland and Swiss Beats. No, no, it was like years ago. Timberland and Swiss Beats was talking about who, who had the better beats, and then they did it. Yeah, they did it right around Instagram. Uh, T, Instagram TV came out, yeah, and people was the top, like, the, it's like the very, 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 very big. It's like what yeah. they had to have been like what some Ooh, June yeah. of 2020. Yeah, that was a while. It was a, maybe before that. Okay. I mean, maybe we'll figure. That. I mean, yeah. we will know eventually when the documentary comes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, the documentary. I'm I'm about to be the number one fan for that. Yeah, yeah. you know. So they did that. That's on my watch Never going to And then Swiss beats. And then Swiss beats won. And then Swiss beats went and challenged Kanye West at like a summer jam or some shit like that. And he beat Kanye. Swiss beats won over who? He beat Timberland. And that in that versus. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really, it's Swiss beats. Swiss beats just has hard beats. Yeah, it was you know what's crazy? All the time when like I, I when I wa- sometimes I watch like clips of like of people doing interviews like you know back in the day and mm-hmm. you know producers it's like it's always like Swiss Beats doesn't actually get any respect as a producer. Like when you listen, like even like, but it makes sense because like when you li- like listen when you like listening to like Swiss Beats when you li- when you actually listening to his beats is literally just him. Yeah, I mean that's how we learn, and you know you can, you can make fire. You can make fire like you do it enough, you can make it fire. Like you, you know, I guess in, in my example, like you, you do something long enough, keep drawing the same thing long enough, eventually it becomes fire. Yeah, he he was young. He was like seventeen. Didn't know how to. Didn't know how didn't to know work. How to do didn't shit. didn't, didn't know how to work the shit. So yeah. he literally just happened, and then eventually came out. But the thing, doom, 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 doom. yeah, the thing that blew Swiss beats up the most is that he didn't use samples. So you got a Swiss beat. You ain't had to. You ain't had to get it cleared. You kept a hundred percent of the money because Swiss Beats kept was coming up with all that shit himself. But all these other big producers were sampling over here, sampling over there. Now you got a big record, but you got to give fifty percent of it up just to, for the person who owned the sample, right? So you do you get a Swiss Beats beat, shit, it's going. You keep you keeping all that money. You got to break the, you got to pay him or give him his percentage. You the record get a percentage. You get everything else. So it just made more economic sense to go with Swiss Beats. For how he produced, yeah, I and mean, you just I mean, you right can't have, you can't, right have you can't have track masters and dark child do everything. Yeah, and then it was his uh, Swiss Beats uncles was in Rough Riders. Rough Riders had DMX. That's my uncle. Hey, listen to my nephew beats. Actually, uh, actually, shit, I like this one. I think I, saw, I think I saw like a, a TikTok where it was like literally he lost a he lost a bet. Mm-hmm. I think D, I think he, either his uncle or yeah, DM, yeah. I think DM, DMX, DMX lost, lost a, a bet. bet. It's like you got it. You got to end up being his, uh-huh. his speak song. You know what's you know what's crazy about a lot of like the early like late nineties, early two thousand production. A lot of that shit is just stock sound, yeah. but it's the fact that those those instruments are so expensive. Like the um like the Korg Triton. Mm-hmm. I remember they had one of those at the GSU Digital Aquarium. They had like a little studio that you, that you can go to, 
like just like you can go you can go to like a like a like a row of computers that had like Photoshop, all everything. You can you know you can go there, edit your photos, edit your videos, rent equipment, all that stuff. But they had a separate studio with uh, Pro Tools, a decent mic, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But they also had a Korg Triton, and a Korg Triton was one of those um, instruments that they had in the early two thousands that. Um, that a lot of production was used on, where it's just like a lot. They just used the stock sounds because like nobody knew. I mean, that, I mean that's that's what it was. I mean, what else? I mean, what else are you going to use except for the instruments? Like it's piano. Like what else are you going to use? Except for the, piano? the sounds. The sounds of piano. There's no, you know, hundred. I guess nowadays you can just use whatever. There's so many different um, plugins and stuff like that. There was no plugins. It was just a whatever you bought. But a lot of it, a lot of it's just like you know, piano number three. That's dilemma. Like the oh. Mm-hmm. That was like that was literally just like um, some. It was like some um, rack sound that was just on there that they just used. It was just like on there, like the like a lot of like a lot of Pharrell stuff. Mm-hmm. That's so that that are, that nowadays would be so like I- iconic sounds because you know for some reason like nobody for some reason nobody else was using it. <laughs> but, That's but, but they but they were these are these are like the the song they, these were the uh, the sounds that we use for the all of these hit songs. But it's just like. It's just regular songs. Like if you had a Korg Triton, it's probably like a five. It, a Triton, probably back then, it might have been like a three, like a three of three to five thousand dollar, you know, instrument that you would buy. And so when you get to the studio, it's like okay, you just use what's there. And st- I guess like a lot of sw- a lot of what Swiss is using is just kind of like a lot of stock sounds that was mm-hmm. just like um, stuff that you can get in there. Yeah, so it doesn't sound none of Swiss be. I mean, it's newer stuff, sure, but n- this early stuff, none of it sounds like extremely technical. But it gives it gives what you need. You get a space. It gives you plenty. It, the shit knock. It want to come on. It knocks. Yeah. And shit. That's all you really need for real, for real. Like uh, especially then. Like a lot of that shit. A lot of that shit sound weird. Like a, <laughs> mm-hmm. like like listening to a lot of that shit sounds weird as fuck. Like Nelly. Like a lot of Nelly. Like a Nelly's production. Um, who else? Someone else. Someone. Someone else specifically. Um, comes to mind. They had a song. They had a song with Lil Mo. What was, that, what was the name of my song? Like Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Like a lot, a lot of this stuff is just it just a bunch of like weird a bunch of weird sounds that are just like people it just sounds like people not knowing what the fuck they're doing, but it just ends up being a hit record. I feel like that's what the two thousand that's what the late nineties and two thousands were for hip hop. It's just a bunch of people not knowing what <laughs> the fuck they're doing. A bunch of people figuring it out. Yeah. Getting getting I mean I guess it's getting away from sampling because like the nineties was dominated by sampling. Mm-hmm. And um, it got so strict on sampling. Yeah. Because you couldn't you couldn't make any money off of that. So it's like, all right, we gotta figure something out. To make some money, I gotta so. become musically inclined. That makes me um thanks to another album that just came out with the uh, currency and alchemist continuance, Ooh, which yes. is their follow up to Covert Coop. Yes, that's just so, a banger. Yeah, yes. what you basically what you were just saying. I remember watching this interview of the of Alchemist, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know how to play piano. I don't know how to read sheet music, and I'm actually scared to learn because." When I making my songs or doing my sample songs, I actually have to bring in like a, a actual piano player or a violinist or someone to come in, and I tell them like, okay, I kind of want you to do it this way, and they're like, what, really? That's so crazy. Got this brick structure, and it's like it takes them a second to figure it out because like I would never play it like this. This is not how. Whatever, but they sitting there figuring it out. I'm like, okay, cool. And it sounds great. It's cool, but this isn't. This isn't how it's supposed to be done. He's like, yeah, no, just do it like this. And it's like, uh, do this, do this way, do that way. And he's like, yeah. So part of me wants to learn. It feels like if I learned 
actual how to read actual music and like co- composition and actually really do those things would that actually make me a better producer but at the same time would I then lose my creativity because now I'm only can look at music how it's supposed to be done and this is the proper way as opposed to how I can look at it now and be like okay this shit just sounds good this just sounds right to me yeah. and that's what I'm going with and I'm a, he was like I'm afraid if I actually learn all the in, intri- intricacies of everything I'm going to lose that ability to be able to do that yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's like once you it's like seeing the matrix, like you see the one once you start seeing the ones and zeros, it takes the creativity out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I it's like I I I get that one hundred percent because that like let's say if you you start getting into filmmaking, all you can do is judge filmmaking. Yeah, like I, I felt I felt that way when I was um uh, doing the Noah's Good um, SoundCloud where I was like reposting mm-hmm. songs. Like I stopped enjoying the music mm-hmm. because I had to constantly be judging things. So it's like your perspective changes once you um change how you're um i guess like approaching the art so if you were like if you were to learn how to how, if you were to learn how to comp- compose and do, do all the other stuff it definitely does change because uh, because per- personally when i like when i'm making music it's either i'm going on a string of i guess previously it was either you're going on a string of doing a whole bunch of um uh sample based stuff mm-hmm. and then you're going on a string of um you know original type music but to bring them together is like it's almost it, sometimes it feels like you're using both parts of your brain, so it's like the way that your sample is not going to be the same way that you, if you were just doing sample based. Like the way, like the what, the what, like Timbaland does, is absolutely insane. Because when you look at, because like when, I guess when you see in like clips of like okay, you know Timbaland, this is actually this sample, this is actually that sample. So what you're seeing, what actually what Timbaland was actually doing, um, flipping the samples that he was, is like yo, Timbaland is actually like. Like you, I mean, you know he's talented because mm-hmm. you, you hear the music; it's really good. You really enjoy it. Like he's already he's already known for that. But it's yeah, like he, when he flipped a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you when you actually look at oh he was doing like he was doing this in like ninety eight ninety nine two thousand mm-hmm. like he was doing this he was that type of producer who can really like take a sample and like make it his own like take you know take something make it his own and flip it in that specific way. It's like yo he's actually. Um, do something that's completely different because man, no, just like the, there's not. I don't think there's a lot of like great producers who do that. Which we which brings up a question that I had. Um, What's up? Are there any like great like sample based producers that that have come out recently? Like great, like at, like great. Like there's there's a lot of good ones, but who is a produce who is a producer that's like okay, this person is. Actually, really, I think Jake Versace. Like, then I just answered that. Yeah, Jay Versace. He's, Jay he's Versace. probably he's probably his, like, he's probably like the only one who was like, who like who's like another, you know, who's like a Pete Rock. There probably is there probably isn't another. But then again, there's knowledge too. But it, then they but, but they don't get the yeah, they, they don't they don't get the like the the recognition. But like mm. on the, like even just on the underground, like on the Zelda, you know, the new age renaissance uh, yeah. of like rap. Derringer. Yeah, like who Big like, Butcher. Like who is who is the producer that's like, you know, other than other than obviously the alchemist, but the alchemist is from that old age. Like yeah. who 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 has learned from that old age is now prominent now who's who's doing something that's like that you actually feel. Yeah. Not stuff not not people who can just do it, but who's like, yo, this person is a a, a, a marksman. Um as far as the underground, yeah, I definitely Jay Versace, which I don't know if he counts as underground. He works with Griselda, so about proxies on underground? 
Even though he's a very known person, which is <laughs> which, is, which is weird. Which is like he he came from a meme star to like yeah. a star producer to a producer, yeah. Which is crazy. Like yeah, he, it's like that's like, that's my original plan to get famous over here, so I can get you. Okay, now I can get you to listen to my beats, and the shit worked. Yeah, I mean, but um, like he he's the only person where I was like, okay, this nigga nice, like just yeah. this like when it comes to sam- when it comes to this, like sample base, because any because like it's a sample, like it's gonna work. Yeah, like picking like picking samples, it's not the hardest thing to do, but to pick. Really good, like to pick really good loops is a special mm-hmm. skill. Like you can, you can pick a hit record. You know what the good part of the hit record is, and put that on a loop. You're good. Yeah, Diddy. Yeah, like you, like it's not, it's not that. It's I not mean, I'm sure there's a skill to what Diddy does, but yeah, like the, make, like make, like producing, making mm-hmm. beats is not, it's not hard. Like it's not hard to be like, okay, this sounds good. Like if you listen to music mm-hmm. and you can say, hey, this is this sounds good. Other people agree this sounds good. You can be a music. You can you can make music. Like it's not whether you're great. You, I don't know if you can be great at it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a, that's another channel level, but you can be decent. Anybody can make a decent beat. Yeah, um, I would say Big Crit. He actually uses a lot of samples, and he said all of his songs have like a soul to them. But is he is he like who is he producing for though? That's like okay, this is like this is like as a producer, he's like okay. Um, he executive produced maybe not Bummy's latest album, but um, he executive produced a Bumby album. He's worked with T.I. He's worked, but Big Red has a good. He's he's produced for a couple people. He's but actually, but but more but more so like on a mark like on a martyr, like who's doing it like where where you would be like okay. This is an artist that came out within the last five years. They produced it. It's oh, on yeah, more no. more 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 of on a modern on a modern level. Oh no, yeah, I can't think of, I can't think of anybody. Which is which is weird because. Uh, there, I mean, I can honestly, t- I can honestly feel there was a point in time, but like that boom, that boom bop sample based style was just like it's just just was not it. There was a long, there, yeah. was, there was there was a, there was like maybe from like maybe from like twenty twelve. It's like right like Cover it's like Cover Coop was like okay, this is something that's super dope. Some mm-hmm. people tried it, it didn't work, but like nobody was actually able to really get it. There's probably other like Joey, you know, Joey Badass. Yeah, but I don't think Joey any Joey there there really isn't any Joey Badass production that was really amazing to me. I don't honestly, I don't I, like Static Selector. I don't really, I don't, I don't really know Static Selector like that. His stuff is like it's like it's of that era. But okay, how do you feel about Harry Fraud? I remember like, the last part we was talking about. Um, yeah, you, you've never fucked with. Harry yeah, we saw, we talking about. Do you feel the same way about Harry Fraud? You feel about party supplies? Uh, yeah, I mean, is party supplies a person or actual party supplies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, party supplies that all um the blue chip series with uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson, yeah. I was like, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't even I, know if I can consider like party supplies like a real producer because it's like, what else is like, what like what else? What else is there? Plus, he was just he was just using like movie. He was basically just using like a lot of their stuff was like movie themes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like songs that would play. You know the little theme. You know the OSTs from like yeah uh, movies. And like and like Harry Harry Fraud is just like a di- he's to me. He's just a different version of like party supplies where a lot of stuff that he was getting. I've heard other producers use. Like he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't he was, really digging. He wasn't really digging. He, he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah, of the to barrel. that to that extent, Kanye West, he's a great producer. He didn't really dig that he, much. I mean, earlier on, yeah, when it comes to this, when he first came out, mm-hmm. yeah, like if you were of, I guess, like if you were, you know, 23 when he came out, mm-hmm. then you would be like, okay, this is the stuff that my parents were listening to. I recognize this now. Yeah. But for somebody that was like, how old was that when when the college when College Dropout came out? That was College Dropout came out. Oh three. 2003? Okay, so like, yeah, I was like, what? 10? 
Mm-hmm. You didn't even who who probably heard of Shaka Khan but didn't know no, that Shaka Khan was the yeah, fire. Yeah, it's a it's music was so familiar. So he's like, you didn't understand why it was like, huh? Yeah, but he is, he has he Kanye has a, has a lot of deep cuts in the way that he the way that he samples is very. Um, yeah. He he makes it sound like it's his. He makes it sound like it's his own. Like if you were to go yeah. through, because I actually actually um went and there was a point in time where I uh, downloaded um a bunch of the songs that he him is like him and Just Blaze. They had like a pack mm-hmm. um that you can download. It's like here 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 are a bunch of you know classic songs that he produced, but here are the original samples from that. So listening to that and then listen to what he did with them, it's like okay, he's the type of producer who, who will make that song. He will, he will make that song his own, so it feels like mm-hmm. it, it, the feel of it is like he produced it. Yeah, that's that's Kanye's magic. He'll take a, he'll sample a song, but the song he's sampling has a feeling to it. Yeah. And he'll sample it, and that song re- retains, even if the subject matter is completely different, he can still retain that feeling yeah. of the song. So he's like, um, with Gold Digger, like if you listen to the original song, it's the same feeling you get from listening to Ray Charles. You're getting that same feeling. On gold digger, but you know the content is completely different. Yeah, like so, pow- yeah. like listening to the, the um power. Yeah, and then figure out that was um I can't remember I, twenty twenty first century schizoid man. And listen listening to that, and then listening to power. Like the, some of the stuff that he was choosing is is still some of it's a little bit. Some of it some some sometimes he digs, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he'll rip shit that came out six months prior. Mm-hmm. But um. But Harry Fraud, I mean, I, I, I think earlier on it was just like because I am a super digger and really, you know, seeing that okay, this is the sample that I found when I was in high school. Like you didn't have, you know, is is if I if I wasn't a producer, I would probably appreciate Harry Fraud a lot more. Yeah. Um, just because I uh, just because you know I'm a I was a you know hip hop hey, I was I was a hip hop head where it's like you got to be you know no, I feel you got to be really into that I shit. Feel, I feel you. Harry Fraud made Shot Callers, and that's the first French Montana song I oh, really yeah, fuck with. Shot Callers. Yeah, I mean, and our video is still hard to this day. I mean, Harry, I mean, Harry, Harry Fraud. Was it hard, or was it just a woman with a big old booty at the beginning? Yes. <laughs> so yes. you was hard, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Like who? I'm trying to think. She was throughout the whole video. Because there, because like on the I under, don't remember the rest. I'm be honest. On to because I listen I listen to Tuami. Tuami is great, but Tuami does not get recognition because he doesn't he doesn't produce for, for a lot of other people. Like he'll come out with he'll come out with like a lot of it's like him and his mutant academy niggas, right? Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> work with the mutant. He he just doesn't work with the mutant. He doesn't work with mutant academy anymore. So it's just like, oh, like no, there, it was literally no just more that. concept Jackson and <laughs> Fly I mean, Anakin. No, I mean, they they have they have released projects Fly that, that are Fly actually Anakin. really what? really. Because Concept Jackson had a had a project. Concept Jackson. He had a project with somebody. <laughs> great rap names. He had a he had a project with somebody where um, what's the name? That came it came out it came out recently. Mm-hmm. It was probably that was, that was like super dope. Um, and then I think um, Fly Anakin. He recently he recently worked with um. Mad Lib, which is super okay. dope, which, which is super dope to see. Definitely. Um, but there's 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 still like I think it's most mostly just like SoundCloud producers mm. that are kind of like getting rec- that are just like getting separate recognition or kind of like still where they are. But it's it's so weird. It's so weird how many like amazing like those that that specific style of like boom bap old school style um, production that was that came up during the SoundCloud era that were doing it. But they never crossed. They never crossed over into like the mainstream, which is really weird. It's like, dude, none, it's like, dude, none of these people, none of these teams have like an ear to underground music or like SoundCloud or stuff like that. Because there's so, there's so much. There is like so much of it that I feel like some of them should have more. Like, like Kate Trinata really shouldn't be the only one. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was. He shouldn't be the only. He shouldn't be the only one. Where it's like there was, there was, there, there really is. Um, I could say, I could say there was at least ten SoundCloud era producers that were really doing something that was like ushering, like a new wave that just never really got the recognition that the same way that like, um, like Flying Lotus got mm. when he was coming out. Where it's like. It's almost, it's almost as if Keisha United is like the next. It's the, it was almost like the next Flying Lotus. Where like there was like the L.A. There was like the L.A. Um, the L.A. beat movement that was going on, and then you know there's other there's you know there was like I think it was like uh, who was his name? It was he? Not it wasn't. I don't know if it was Ross Cos, but it was like one of them. It was like one. I think it might have been. I think it was Ross Cos, Flying Lotus, and DiBiase. It's like Ross. It's like Ross Cos and DiBiase. They both. Um, Get recognition for as a you know underground as a producers, but like Flying Lotus is the only one that was just like okay, he's the that's the new guy that's out, which is which is like the new age of that was like Kajanada was really in he was like within like the SoundCloud era like that's one of the people that mm. you're really listening to, but then he's the only one that was like okay, he's out of here. Yeah, but there were so but there were so many of them yeah. that were really that, that were really talented. Um, yeah, maybe money, maybe money Booker. I think he, I think he's one of the only ones. He, he's Money Booker, Monty Monty Booker, <laughs> Monty Booker, Smino. Oh, that's, that's I mean, oh. Smino. Like his that that sound that he has. Did you yeah, like, what yeah. you what you like about Smino? Monty Booker. Did uh, he do amphetamine? I'm about to say, does he play for the Suns? Um, <laughs> now, nah, what did like what did what did what did Monty Booker do? Um, it's just that whole that whole um, you know, like that bounce that Smino has. Yeah, that's 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 Monty Booker. That Midwest swing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he's from. Oh, he's from um, yeah, Midwest. He's from Chicago. Chicago. Okay, we kind of touched on it earlier, but you guys have any thoughts on continuance? Continuance? Yeah, man. I was sitting back listening to it. Actually, you were playing it when I was dropping you off to the airport, and I was like, "Yes." It, 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 the first song, I was like, I, "I haven't heard this one." Then it was the second. I was like, "Wait, hold on now." <laughs> there's, there's more. There's more. There's what? What project is this from? Oh shit! Just dropped today. Currency in in the Alchemist. What? Yeah. Continuous. I was like, oh shit! And as soon as you got out of the whip, I went on Spotify and started playing it from the beginning. And I like what I like about this is how throughout most of this this project, it really doesn't sound like Covert Coop at all. Mm-hmm. Except for that one song. Except for that one song, which is kind of like a, we had to do this. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it kind of sounds a little bit I like... Would, I, I wouldn't s- be surprised if that was the first song I want to say Full Metal. I can see that. But um, yeah, like, this this shit is definitely, this shit is definitely fine. This is the project, this is the type of project I was wanting from Spitta for a while. So I'm happy to finally get it. You know, so it's a little gritty. Spit is like, you know, he's he's doing some real shit. He's referencing some of his old rap styles, but you yeah. know, really, in, yeah, the in, in his current bag is like, this yeah, is where this, I'm yeah, at. This is still, yeah. I'm still here. I can I'm, still yeah. do this shit too, but yeah. like, we got a hard Wiz Khalifa verse. Yeah, Wiz was like, yo, I, I came to spit. <laughs> I came to spit. Yeah, currency always bring it out of Wiz, man. I fuck mm-hmm. with that. And then, like, all these features, like that that Bodie Block song. Oh, man. Oh, God. I love that shit. Yeah, Bodie, he was shooting. He was (laughs) both the no yeast. But it's because it's Bodie's projects with Alchemist have been so hard. Yeah. And he's dropping them. So it's like Bodie sounds perfect over Alchemist production. At the same time, Currency also sounds perfect, but he sounds perfect in two different ways. Yeah. And it's like, yo. 
I'm you, but better. <laughs> it's like, damn, like I really, I really love Fetty. Like I really enjoy Fetty. I really want to hear a Bodie James and Currency Project produced exclusively by the Alchemist now. I, I often like, I want. I feel like it. I feel like it could happen. Yeah. yeah. A little like a little five seven track. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's just this, I think it's just the times where it's just it really is like the return. It really is the return of the boom bap. Even Joey Badass was just like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get back to my old shit." I gotta stop acting. Go back to do some rap. Yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop trying. I gotta stop thinking I can do something, anything else. <laughs> he retains his semen though, so <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> semen retention. You know, there's a lot of energy and blood and and stem cells. In, in, in energy in your seed, <laughs> so you want to yeah, keep it inside of you, you know? Yeah, but continuous, it was it was great. Even from the title, like, yeah, we've just continuing on with what, we, what we've been doing. It's, yeah, it was, this is this a great project. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was real, it was real solid. Yeah, you, you got reflective spitter, like him really sitting back like, yo, this pandemic shit crazy. Like, my friends are dying, they're getting mm-hmm. killed. My son, they asked for this. Yeah. <clears throat> Good thing he don't got to grow up poor, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just different shit like you gonna, that. You gonna know about it, but you ain't never gonna be in, next to it. Yeah, he spit it. It's like spit it doing grown man raps, yeah. which is crazy because like long like like how far currency has come, and he's still the same rapper, and he's still essentially rapping about the same things, the same type of things. But you can see the yeah, I mean, it's, I've it's, leveled up. Yeah, these are yeah. these are these are these are timeless concepts. This is this is actually that's how you do it, you know, yeah. for the people who. Keep it the same. This is how you. You could like you just gotta pick. You gotta pick a subject at. that you can constantly talk about. That just never like it's like, Ray, it's like Raekwon does it. Mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer does it. Their their production changes, but they talk. They consistently talk. Like I can listen. I can listen to Raekwon and read the phone book. But the way <laughs> but the way he places it, it's just like it's a time. It's a timeless way where it do, it just doesn't get old. And it's just like the, su- the subject matter for for currency, which is like it's, it's just like a timeless thing. It's like it's always going to be relevant. Of like yeah. ownership, business, get on your grind. I'm fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got it. Like he kind of stepped. He kind of stepped through. I don't. Think, I don't think currency was really one of those. Um, I fucked your bitch kind of rappers. Like it was. You know, I guess I like mean, you're 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 like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? She. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she, currency. If you listen to currency, you got a lot of. She wanted to fuck with the Jets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was there, but it's like, I guess, like, later on, you know, it, it wasn't like the promise. She don't want to, man. She just want to fuck. Curse <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of songs like that. But uh, that but that wasn't that wasn't him. Yeah, but that wasn't his first. That wasn't the first. Yeah, that, that was, was that was an aspect of his character, uh-huh. but it wasn't necessarily with everything. Yeah, like on about. Breakfast Home, sneaking with my side bitch, hoping I don't get caught cheating <laughs> all of this morning. New York and this evening. Yeah, man. Curse, curse is great. Um, did, did it make you want to go back? Did you? Did it make you immediately go back to Cobra Coop? No. Surprisingly, no. And I, it made, it made I just, me want to stay. I just, I, did. I just put it on repeat. I had to. Keep, I had, I had, okay, this, okay. I was like, okay, this is the continuance of Cobra Coop. Let me let go back because, like, honestly, Cobra Coop is such. It holds such a special place oh, yeah. in that my is, heart. That is right. That there. I don't I'm surprised know. Surprised this isn't the Covert Coop podcast. Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, honestly, because it, it just cause like it, it just bring, it, bring, it brings up so like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what song you play it brings up so much emotion every single time I listen to Covert Coop like listening to um rolling trees seem to do something, something for you. you. No matter what we've been going through, 
execution flow. Oh my god! Like I still like how it's like how do you, how do I still know all the words after all this time? We all want to sing like oh, thing. Now I want to listen to Kubrick because yeah. like which one, it's, it's so I listen. It's like I listen to that project so much that you play one song, I know the I know the lyrics to the rest of the album. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm. like if you had Max. to, if you had to hold a gun to Even my head, Freddie Gibbs versus Scotty Pippen, it's like, bro, there's no way you can say this in one breath, but you have to. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if there's any other project that had that had that effect on me where I can just listen, I can, I know all the words to so all the songs in order, and if you play them in any order, I can just recite it, and then if you, let's say if you do track number seven and it's like a twelve track album, I'll start at seven, hit the twelve, go back, go back to one. one. And, and running back, yeah, running yeah, back. Yeah. That's that's so much. That's how how heavy that rotation was for Cobra Group. Yeah. So listening to the the continuance of that, um, it was it was it was special. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite currency project in a while. Cause it's been a long since I've, currency dropped so Dang. much music, but it's been a long since I sat down when his albums and just played it constantly. Repeat, repeat, repeat. It's really hard to leave this album. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really you, hard. you just find yourself going back to it. Yeah, because I I haven't been listening to a lot of like. Recent releases, this would be the only one for me. Yeah. Um, the <coughs> next album I checked out, which like it's kind of surprising because it's kind of feel like he announced it maybe like a, a couple weeks ago. Big Crit dropped Digital Roses Don't Die. I forgot about that. Yeah, and this is the singing ass album. Big Crit is on here singing, which when I first heard it, it was like, yeah, it was shocking. Like, damn, this is not what I wanted. But then I give it that second and third listen to it, like, oh no, this shit is hard. But if you remember on um, mixed messages, he's like, I really want to sing, but I but I better rap. So it's like, okay, you've been since, <laughs> yeah, since since when he came since out, forever, yeah, he's since, always been singing. Yeah, since he always always on every one of his projects, he got some song in there. He in there singing and sure harmonizing. Why not? Yeah, but like since forever is a mighty long time. It's like okay, you can kind of see him kind of building toward this little by little, and he finally did. He went. Fully there, he went fully on and did like and dropped that singing ass album. And after you get off that, the whole album singing. Yeah, he I mean, he's for rapping. the it's like for the most part. Yeah, like he's rapping in him a very melodic way on some tracks, but like he's he's pretty much this is on here singing. Like some of you feel like it be like R and B or is it like kind of like is it like a, like a sing song kind of way? Seventy soul, seventy um, souls, like a soulful. Okay, it's yeah. a soulful. You know, even if uh, this is a single. Uh, so cool, I get hot like a skillet. Yeah, that's a. I mean, the hooks are great. That's been a, a, a like a. He got he got like a little TikTok. You yeah, know what I'm that's a, that was a TikTok banger. Yeah, um, he, so cool. Yeah, he he got one going. Yeah, Crit. Go. Yeah, it's it's like okay, it's it's a fun album. <clears throat> it's you know it's and he's able to capture that feeling. You know, like after you get over the initial shock of damn, this isn't. Ain't no '86 song on here. He ain't talking about the sub. He ain't talking about no speakers. Well, he ain't talking about. Uh, he, he, did he talk about none, the highs and no, the lows? No. Did he talk about swerving them potholes? It's one song on here where he, he references Chrome. Oh. Uh, chrome okay. What about, what about the rotation? Rotating his tires? No. Oh man. No, like and I was. Th- I actually when I listened to this album the second time, I like, thought of you. Like, I thought of you because like, damn, Crick just keeps making the same music over. This he's. This is gonna completely shift. Like it's the, this fits nowhere in the lexicon of Crit. So he, did, he doesn't check any of the boxes of what he's always talking about. None of them. What about the production? It's soul. Like that's what is what we is mentioned it earlier. To any of his like, it's no. All his other production is like rap beats, the samples. It's, it's soulful. He still got that same soul, but it's a bounce. It's a again the best way I can try like a seventy soul is it, bounce. Is it funk to it? 
Yeah. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's soul, but it's like funk is, I so guess like funk will be bouncy soul. If so. this was the 70s, you would do a line and then go dance the soul train to it? Or was it like, it was, it was a cognac, you know, furry wall kind of thing? Cognac furry wall. Like you may no or may lines. not do a line anyway. I mean, there's lines in the yeah. This is the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's definitely like this is a it's an album you can put on, and he has he has it broken up into sections. Okay. So there's a fire, there's a water, there's a wind, there's an earth, like the elements. It's like each section has like a different vibe to it. You know, this is like the more spicy type songs. This is like the cool songs. This is this song type of song. This is that type of song. He had the transitions in there, which are cool. He's like, you know, because digital roses don't die. The things he got keep kind of keep, keeps repeating. You know, it's a it's a it's a love album. So like, it's a it's a it's a joint you can put on with your girl. Is it a Saturday cleaning your house kind of album? Definitely, you could definitely you'll be bouncing around cleaning your house to it. You know, he's, he's definitely speaking from a man's uh, perspective. He got a song in there called "Boring," which is like, you know, it's like is he calling hoes bitches? No, not necessarily, but he's more more like, you know, your girl comes like, you don't want to do nothing. You just want to be in the house and chill. Like, yeah, I'm boring, but we, lo- we love this boring shit. I'm consistent. I'm this, I'm that. So he's still speaking his shit. He's still, he's still crit. He still got his message. He's still doing everything he wants to do. You know, he's still getting the same message you are getting from crit. It just delivered in a completely different way. And after you, again, I love crit, the rapper. But I'm so happy he made this album. It's like, yeah, you deserve to have fun. You deserve to, you gave the me. The branch out. Yeah, I think Crick gave like something like four, five albums and 14 mixtapes of nothing but raps. Nigga, if you want to make a singing ass album, go make Dude, a singing yeah, ass album. And the shit's good. It's just, you can't go in thinking you want, if you go in wanting rap, it's going to leave you like, damn, this is cool. I just wish there was more rapping on it. Would it, would it, what, what if I want to listen to Crit? This Does is it deliver? Crit. Yeah, it's a Crit album. Okay. You anything, as long as that, cause yeah. some, some people will branch out and it's like, yeah, this is not you. Yeah. But as long as it's him, then I, in, I'll, I'll check it out then. Yeah, that's I'll, it. I'll, I'll, this I'll, is good. I'll, I'll it, give it a solid. It, yeah, it deserves, it deserves the spans. In my humble opinion. Definitely deserves it. Um, also, Conway the Machine, he dropped his shady... <laughs> debut album, which is also his last shitty album, ironically enough. God don't make mistakes. You guys, check that out. No, no. Toro check has been hinting towards an album, as in he's been dropping. He's been dropping songs, mm-hmm. and it's and it's. I sent. feel like I'm so far behind in the Toro. I mean, universe. it's uh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's, what was the last Toro album that you listened to? Called Boo Boo. Boo Boo. So you just you didn't listen to? I think it was like Laws of the Universe. You listened to that one. Laws of the Universe. That one came out like 2020, 2019, 2020. I don't think I listened to that. That one one is that like out of the all there's. I think there's maybe after Boo Boo. There's probably three that came after. I haven't listened to this one. Yeah. That's yeah. That album. Yeah, listen to that album. That album. That album was good. If you want, if you want to hear like. It's not like it's not um, anything in return, but it's still really, it's still really, really good. It's not Boo Boo though. Boo Boo was super sad. This album was not sad. So if you if you if you wanted to, if you were waiting for Toro to not be sad anymore, there's still a couple sad there's a couple sad songs on there. But you it's might like, also like Modern Psychedelia. <laughs> <laughs> Best of 2019. Aloe. Like, 
But it's it's really that that that, that project is is really good. Like if you if you if it's you're only if thirty if you, minutes too, so oh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a quick listen. It's really good. Check it out. Like free like free freelance laws of the universe and um I think there's one other song that was like I was bumping a lot, but this like this the I think just maybe like four um singles that he did around only one of them I wasn't really feeling, um, but it's it's I feel like it's a return of a new tour album which is great, um. The sound of it is very much everything that he, everything that he's done so far, and it's kind of building up. Instead of him trying to branch out into like a completely different, you know, sound, which is, which well, I mean that's typically what uh, that's what he'd be doing in the past is basically mm-hmm. just like, hey, I'm going to do something completely so, something completely left field, um, and still be great at it and still be Charles. This one is more so him bringing everything that he's done and returning it back to it. And a part of me feels like he kind of has been hearing, or he gets an understanding that anything in return was the that's the one that that's the one that everybody likes. I mean, also I mean, also lessons. People, I mean, whenever because like sometimes I'll, I'll I'll watch it when he goes live, and mm-hmm. the only, people are always like, "Yo, where's lessons? What's the next lessons?" Everybody loves lessons, which is great because like I thought was, I thought I was the only one who was who, who was feeling that one. Um, that shit was fire. What was the other album on, like underneath the pine or something? Is that the name of the album? Or so is that a song off it? Ca- like ca- causes, causes, causes of this. this. That's causes, of the, causes of this is like he did that for in Soul Trash. He he did have some songs that were like causes of this in Soul Trash, but Soul Trash was like a that's like a that was like a B album. Like that one, that one is it's a coolest. If you like Tori Moi, even and you like listening to like people's B sides and like the demo tapes and stuff like that, Soul Trash is real. Soul Trash is like super dope. Um, because he he did he has All some right. stuff that sounds like I'm um, go back into this tour over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, if <laughs> dip my toes back, <laughs> like if you like if you have have a like like I guess on like on a weekend like you just like you 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 know just playing the game you just want to listen to. This I can't just keep putting rose quartz on every fucking playlist. Yeah, dog, you got it. Like, come I know on. more. So- I know more songs. <laughs> well, rose I, I just always rose end girl. up with like, how did rose quartz end up here too? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just very it's just very it's very indie. It's very different. It's him trying trap like the new age trap kind of stuff, but the way mm. he does it is real. It's real, it's it's cool. Like I, I I fuck with Soul Trash, but like the new album that he's doing is like taking like the like the indie rap triplet rap kind of, that he was doing, and then like it still has the bounce that he was doing, some of the guitar indie that he was doing. But I feel like he's been listening to what people are, are saying, and like anything in return was like that was like the Tory yeah. Imran project. Like if you're gonna listen to one, if you had to pick one, it would be anything in return. So I feel like he's gearing back into R and B. Laws like Laws in the Universe was also like that, but it was still kind of bounce. It was bouncy. It was funky. Um, but like real R and B Toro, I feel like he's gearing back into that lane, but also bringing the other things that he's learned, which is cool. Like you, like if you, like when you're listening to an artist progress, you wanna you wanna hear what they've learned and what they discovered. And the new perspectives that they that they brought, like if you like, let's say if an artist they 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 toured a country and not not toured, but like let's say if they took a trip, a vacation to another country, and then they come back and and they brought all of what they learned. That is what I feel like this album is going to be. It's like all the it's like all of the regression of all the thing, all the side projects that you didn't li- didn't really listen to, all the stuff that they, they've been doing, and then they there's little elements of that. Which I appreciate, cause like um, all the times <laughs> artists will just do the same. It's usually just like the same sound, or mm-hmm. like you know, 
where it's so like like almost like just a just like a linear progression. But Toro, Toro is a spiral. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll go, you know, you think he's here, and then he'll go over here, then go over here. But then at the same time, he's gonna come back and bring everything that he's learned and um, and bring it in a way that's that's still that's still fresh. Like it's still it's still um, it's still fresh. So I'm excited, um, obviously, because you know I'm, I'm a big Toro fan. I, have you guys been checking out the Genius Kanye West documentary on Netflix? I haven't gotten to it yet. Like I know it's I know it's inspiring and yeah. and, and all that stuff. I'm yeah, gonna get same. to it, but eventually, aren't chapters and shit still coming out anyway? Yeah, the third episode just dropped this week. Okay. So I believe they said they had like seven and a half hours of like footage. It's like I really want to watch it, but like all of this side shit is making it hard to. I understand. It's a. For me, once you start, it's damn. You kind of don't want it to end, right? Like, is that each also episode? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each episode's been like an hour and a half, mm. and like you, the first episode, you're getting like early Kanye West from like he, like, you know, the guy Cootie. He's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm working with Kanye. Kanye West had had a couple of big placements. This is after he did half the blueprint. You know, this is after that point in time. He's like, okay, I'm about to move to New York. So it's like, you know, Drid, Josh is this great producer. He does half of the next Future album. And he's like, all right, I'm going to move. Okay, Future. Like, <laughs> right. I'm going to move you, to L.A. You, yeah, you know, you're going to move to L.A. And you're just like, huh, you're a bubbling um, stand-up comic. Podcast. Yeah, you're a bubbling podcaster. Yo, and, man, you heard yeah, this nigga's new yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 you're a bubbling podcast. He's Episode like, huh, 14? this nigga Josh. <laughs> I think he might got it. You know what? I'm going to grab my mic and his laptop, and I'm going to follow him to L.A., and I'm just going to live podcast every day of his life and just be there every step of the way to see how this nigga turns out. And you get, like, this ground floor, and you see, like, you know, what he is, the old Kanye? Like, you see the, all the confidence instilled in him. You see him being the same Kanye. He's the same. He ne- this nigga ain't never really changed. He was just more timid before. He didn't have the access. He didn't know. He was still kind of figuring it all out. But, you know, he's, you see him trying to make these songs. You see him. He did. He has all files down. He has um, Jesus Watts. He has these songs already, but people starting taking them seriously. You know, you see the grind, the, the effort he's putting in, the... How you know? I'm trying to get on Rockefeller. I'm trying to get on with Rockefeller, but they ain't really trying to fuck with me over here. He, says, he getting early co-signs like Tyler Quali and most stuff. They co-signing them. Get a co-sign by by uh by Scarface. You know, you know, it's just like a side note. What's so crazy about Kanye trying so hard to be on Rockefeller, but then like fucking Beanie. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like all these other fi- like ran- I, I was looking at it like Philly was actually really really deep in Rockefeller. Like, yeah, they, they same bunch- property. Yeah, so it was like all these like it's like all these other Philly rappers. Were, it seems like they were on there so mm-hmm. easily, but then Kanye had to try so hard. Yeah, it he, just it, 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 like what's yeah, the name? He, it's like like why is like why did P, why is Petey Crack like he's already like Petey Crack already on signed to Rockefeller, but Kanye, Petey Crack? but like Kanye but Kanye got to try. Yeah, it's Kanye wasn't selling dope. Yeah, he didn't fit that aesthetic. Plus, uh, he Kanye West references on Big Brother. He's like, uh, I guess my style was more of a slam dunk. Oh, uh, I guess Bean's style was more of a slam dunk, and my shit was more like a finger roll. But I got the singles though. Like he's referencing Beanie Siegel. Like, damn, Beanie Siegel was supposed to be that was Jay Z man. I was like, you gon' you supposed to be the next one up. Beanie Beanie Siegel was that. 
Hove rap with Beanie Siegel more than he rapped to everybody, anybody else. Hove got back and forth to Beanie Siegel. I mean, he was Hove, he he he. Hove was projects. invested. Hove, like yeah, you talk, you know, Beanie Siegel talking about it. Hove saw himself as a young Beanie Siegel. He said Beanie was just too wild. You just you just didn't get out the streets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hove saw damn. If I stayed in the streets, I'd be just like this nigga, right? Kanye West is still. You know, he had great beats, and Jay-Z eventually comes around and sees the potential. Like, okay, cool. You can rap. You can do this. You can do that. Cool, cool, cool. I just can't relate to it, you know? And what Kanye West was even saying, like, I'm rapping my lifestyle. I'm not rapping about the same shit these other niggas rap. I'm not doing this and not doing that, you know? Um, it's a point in time where it was like uh, A&R from Rockers Records is really trying to sign him, but he can't get the, the top execs to sign off on it. And he's like, dang, you know, damn, think about that. Because he was running around with Rockets. He, you know, he, yeah, most Def and Talib, they own Rockets Records. They do, they doing this thing over there. Which so, is crazy how he didn't end up with Rockets. Exactly. That's, they make that point. Like, damn, Rockets is right there. They didn't pull the trigger. You know, Capitals right there. They didn't pull the trigger. So he's like, you seeing all the other people having a conversation, but no one necessarily wanted to take that bet on Kanye West. And then when he does sign with Rockefeller, it's like, damn, we signed you. Great. Like you said, Petey Crack. Yeah, his album's coming out. Go with him out to L.A. to work on his album. So it's like, okay, you signed it, but we really want to keep you as a producer. So now we're going to send you off to every time someone got an album coming out, all right, you go with them, help them create their album. Help them create their album. Even Dame Dash is like, yeah, yeah, I know he wanted to rap. I know he kept saying he wanted to rap. I thought he'd just make a bunch of dope beats and just have a bunch of Rockefeller artists on there, and that would be his album. A la, uh, um... A DJ Khaled or a DJ Drama or something like that, but he was like, "No, nah, this nigga's really rapping." But you can tell like he's he's fighting so hard to get recognized to see, and it's like, "Damn, this you see the drive, you see the hunger, and it makes you such a fan of him like all over again." It's like, "Damn, this the nigga you wanted to see win. This the nigga that had it," and it's kind of crazy when you juxtapose that to like who he is today. And it's like, "Damn, this nigga has come so far." I feel like the clothes he is wearing, to what he was doing, to you know. Him driving around, him having to deal with Chicago beef, him having to deal with other producer beef, and trying to get shit done over here and done over there. It's it's a great documentary series. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's um that type of message is perfect timing for these days. Yeah, you know, everybody's everybody's on on top of manifestation, and mm. you know you can make it happen and all that type of shit. And it's it's like a, here's a documentary of the you know the artists of the artists of the generation. You yeah, know what I'm saying it's like he believed in he literally just always. It's just belief in yourself. Like his mom, like his, you know, his mom believed in him, yeah, and he still like she instilled that within him. But it's also him, also believing that and believing in himself so much that literally nothing could carry that down. I feel like that's that's you know, and that's another big part of it. You, his mother's all throughout it, so you see her conversation she's having. She's like, "No, Kanye, you're great. You know, you think I was too arrogant? Nah, it's not arrogant enough. Like you're not doing this enough." He's like, "You see his mom." believed in him so much. Like, she'd be rapping his verses to him. Like, yeah, remember that song you had when you was, like, 18? And it kind of went like this, and this, like you did this, and you said, yeah, you, you start rapping. He's, like, picking up, you can see, like, his mom was, like, his biggest fan. Yeah. You see, he had so much love for for his mother. And, you know, you. it speaks to how much positive affirmations can do for a child. You know? That's a... That's a big part of Doc. That yeah. is, so, is powerful. I yeah, I, I think I'm just waiting on it because I know I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a strong emotional response because like that I think I had that for. Do you, do you think it compares to the Last Dance? 
Yes. This I, is a, I, this I, I, this I Kanye threw. West doc is like the last dance for for like artists. for hip hop for hip hop yeah because I threw because like the last because I was I was a huge yeah. I'm a, I teared like I literally teared up um Michael Jordan's last All Star game mm. I can't remember I think it's like I think it was like 2003 his last All Star game I remember mm. his half the halftime speech that he gave and the presentation that they gave up I was tear I didn't I don't think one officially fell maybe yeah. I was I was I was choked up mm-hmm. at the halftime speech that he gave. Um, in 2003, at his last All Star Games, I was I was a huge I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. Um, so the, when were the you last wearing your conductor pants when you were watching him play, I don't remember. I don't even, I don't even remember. It was, it was a while conductor, ago. we have a problem. There you go, conductor. But um, yeah, I feel I feel like it'll be it'll be the same thing. Where it's like, oh man, this, here's somebody that I was like a huge. This is just somebody that I was like a huge fan of because I was I was I was one of the big I was one of the biggest Kanye fans. Like, yeah. And so to, sort of watch the documentary mm-hmm. of his his come up. And it's based around yo. You just gotta, you know, what I'm saying, you just gotta believe in yourself. You know, just have like heavy belief in yourself. Can take yourself, can take you so far. You know, even when no so far, you you're working so hard on mm-hmm. your craft. You know, five weeks a day for five summers, and then just an overall just belief in yourself and what could happen. And if even you when had that, yeah, even when no one else believes, you know, you know, you got fired. I got hits right and no, here, and, and nobody no believes you, and no one believes you, and you keep going, and then eventually, you know, um. Fortune favors the prepared. You feel me? Yeah. So like, he had the hits. He put it in the work. He got it all together. So as soon as he saw the opportunity to hit, and it hit and it went, he was good. Like um, even how they were doing like the gorilla tactics of like shooting videos, how they shot through the wire. Yeah, like, he haven't when he played first played through the wire for Pharrell, and you see Pharrell's whole like tripping out, like yo, did nigga, off. He's like I've only heard like two songs from you. But you're like my favorite rapper right now. Like you getting this validation from Pharrell, you know? And this is Pharrell when Pharrell was Pharrell. I mean, Pharrell's always, Pharrell's always yeah, two, been like Pharrell. 2003 Pharrell. That's peak. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like peak Pharrell. That, that's and you ten, him. That's, uh, you know, top ten billboards, and he got four on them. Yeah, and you seeing like, and this is like episode two, episode one. You seeing the first time Kanye West sees Pharrell, and Pharrell just kind of looks at him, daps him up, like, "Oh yeah, all right, my nigga," and keep, keeps the push. And now that you see him, like, okay, you grown, you having these conversations and stuff now, you know? He's way more than just a producer. So it's it's good, dog. Like I recommend it. I want to say there's only three episodes. The episode that just came out today is the last one. I think it was. I think it was, I think it was supposed to be a three part. Uh, yeah, but it could be longer because of how, how great the reception is. But even with the last dance, like they were editing the last episode where episode six was coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it was supposed to. Like, what else, I mean, what else is there? I mean, if it's chronological, like, how, I mean, I, I mean, the first the first episode is. Everything led it before his first album drops. His second episode is everything leading up into his album dropping, and then his album dropping, and it ends like right after his album drops. Oh, and then the so third the, episode, so it could be. We man. haven't even gotten to late registration or graduation. Oh, anything post so that. They, and they've been filming. They've been filming the entire time. Like, what, like I guess, when, a, I guess when did they when did they stop filming? Yeah, that's the good question. This, Feasibly, you can assume that he just didn't, because <laughs> it's yeah. like shit. Like, you got like, all that early but, content. But this is this is the thing, which is the interesting part. The documentary is about Kanye West, but Cootie, the main director, is also about him. He's saying you is like it's not necessarily a documentary in the sense of it's Kanye West telling you his story. It's a nigga who's with Kanye West, watching him and seeing his story from his perspective. You know. 
It's like it's not you telling you. It's not you writing your autobiography. It's Madrid writing an autobiography about you. It's like the from great his perspective. Yeah. So he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. And right around the second episode is when Kanye's like, you know, okay, we've been together this whole time. And Kanye was like, oh, I want to. Um, oh, what's the famous music video director? He directed Hype Williams. Williams. Hype Williams. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want Hype Williams to do uh, my video. I want this to do that. I want that. I want that. Done. I was like, nah, Susie got access to bigger and better stages of people. He he kind of makes the argument like, okay, Kanye was kind of trying to leave us people who've been here since the jump, who've been with him for since day one, since round when we believed in him and no one else believed in him. Now he got seen on the other side. Now he wants these things. Now he wants these people here. Now he wants this. He wants that. And he can tell he's more so kind of leaving us behind. So I can tell they said they had seven and a half hours. We got three. In this last episode that came out, I just checked on Netflix. That's like an hour, another hour and a half episode. So it's a solid, you know. Honestly, if it was a six, if if it was a six part miniseries, I don't really like. Honestly, a six part miniseries and that's it. That's I mean, that's yeah, that's a hit right there. Yeah, but the way the episode two ends is pretty much like a collage of everything that happened from college dropout dropping all the way up until the to the shit that's going on currently. Oh, they just did like a, so it may just it may it, it may, may end, just, up, end up being like the, yeah, last, may, the last part may end up being just like whatever. this is every yeah this how this I is mean, what happened again he did when because he um he did record um up to the life of Pablo, mm-hmm. which is what you know two you know two albums ago yeah so I mean so yeah we we'll see I hope it goes past this I haven't watched the third episode okay. yet, just as of yet but yeah that's that's been that's been a great watch again I recommend it for anyone. Anybody, just and if you need a sense of inspiration, if you just love music, if you love Kanye, if you like hip hop, it's a, it's one of those ones I think people just kind of constantly go back to. Um, Drid, while I was in DC, you told me that you marathoned all of Love Life season two in one sitting. Oh yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I sat there and watched the fuck out of Love Life. What's that? Season two. Um, so Love Life season two is um, it's a show that's uh, on HBO Max. It's, it's the one with uh, the guy from The Good Place. The Good Place, but yeah. it's season two of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So season one was around um, the some white lady, that white woman. I think Anna Kendrick. Maybe I don't know. I'm not the core member of the White Woman podcast. I, I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> fully expecting you to interject. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the show. So okay, yeah. Well, you know, she makes an appearance. Can you know? She's like producer on it and shit. But um, season two revolves all around. Uh, what was his name? Marcus. Marcus Watkins. Marcus Watkins. Marcus Watkins. He's like, yeah, we need to give him an un <laughs> a, a black name. Let's pick a truly black name. Marcus Watkins. You sure it isn't Marquise? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, they couldn't. They didn't want to push the envelope too far. They, they call him Johnson. Right, but it, it it's definitely a good time. It it starts off with him being married, and then he essentially meets the love of his life. <laughs> that was it. Okay, last time I spoke about this, it's a tweet or a meme I could think of. It was. Don't let your marriage stop you from finding the love of your life. Yeah, That's that is exactly that. what I said. When I was first five, I'm like, yeah, don't don't let that little marriage. He was married to a white woman too. On top of that, assuming he was single. <laughs> <laughs> don't let your don't let your marriage stop you from finding the love of your life. Yeah, but needless to say, uh, that ends up blowing up at the end of the first episode. Spoiler, but um, after that, it's just him navigating his love life and you know a series of relationships. relationships. Um, 
situationships, smashing, yeah. not smashing, falling, you know, moving too fast with someone, trying to make something work, and then you, you're in something and it's good, and then you kind of get to the point where it's like, I'm not satisfied, I'm not happy. Yeah. And how do I, do I stay in this place of contentment? Because you know the person you want out there is so exciting. You feel it. It's a spark. It's a, I always need to be around this person. I want to be, I want this person, but it's not going to work out with this person. And now you constantly chase that feeling with other people. And how do you, I mean, honestly, he's a piece of shit. And it sucks because me and this nigga got the same birthday. <laughs> and I was he's like, God kind of, He's kind of a piece of shit. Is he a piece of shit for that though? No, not that, but so much of, it's a lot of his own indecisions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it's not like he's necessarily a bad person, but by putting things off, not expressing your feelings, not being real, you let these situations fester, sit, fester and become worse than they need to be. And then it blows up. And it blows up. And it didn't and need it's to like, be. And it's like, no, I'm a, nice, yeah. I'm a nice guy. It's you like mean, being a nice guy isn't being a great guy. You yeah, know exactly. Nice, good is the enemy of great. Exactly. And that's that's really what it is. And a lot of the shit that was happening didn't resonate with me. I was like, damn, I have definitely been there. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I was doing the right thing, being a good person. No, being a piece of shit. No, honestly. You think, thinking you're a good person. No, watch, watching it, yeah. you're seeing it as like, huh, I've definitely been in these situations. I think I handled them way better than he did. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. But I definitely said, like, okay, I can see. Nah, it. he sucks. Yeah, I can <laughs> see. I understand his thinking. I was like, I wouldn't have done that, but I was like, huh, I can see as someone getting the wrong impression, getting the wrong idea. Yeah. And it's not like he's intentionally trying to hurt anyone. He's trying to do the opposite. But at the same time, by you doing that, the road by you to not hell being, is paved in good intentions. Exactly. You're not being upfront. You're not being genuine. Genuine. You know, you're always trying to people please and and do these things. And it's just like, damn. Oh, that's, what, that's a message right there. Trying to people please. Yeah, dog. That should have you fucked up out here. And yeah. also, it was tripping me out because I, I watched it twice. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the second time I really like. Damn, the first time I was watching, I'm like, this shit looks so familiar. I couldn't figure it out why. I, I felt I felt that way about the show. Um, one, well, one about um, Denzi. I can't. I, Master I, I, of None. Master of None. You can compare this to Master of None. And then there was an, there was another show called Love. Which is essentially this. It was essentially the same thing of I'm Master sure, of None. I'm sure. You which can is it's, it's probably the it's probably the like, exact same show would, as this show. Yeah, which they all fit that same yeah, thing. If you, if it's if, narrated by Keith David too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's his voice. Um, did yeah. one of y'all watch um the photograph? No. The movie Issa Rae and the Keith Stanfield. No. Okay. Great. Anyway, you it's like four <laughs> times, right? Yeah. I, I I think I've got the gist from the reviews that you're giving us. Yeah, it's shot in the same in the same exact place, like the building in which Marcus Watkins works in as, as a book editor is the same building that Lakeith Stanfield character worked in as a newspaper writer as a magazine writer. So it's like, oh, they're both they were writing like I'm seeing like, oh, this I remember this office, I remember these steps. And it's like, damn, I seen this shit before, and it's like, oh wait, shit, this is the same exact set. So, you know, it's like in Atlanta. He's like watching a Marvel movie and all them yeah. shits are shot in Atlanta. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Peter Street. Oh, yeah, that's that, yeah. It's that one cool-looking hotel. <laughs> it's like, oh, there goes campus. Yeah. 
So it's that is that same thing. It's like, oh, just bit of nostalgia. But it's like, okay, been here both dealing with love and things like that. It, love and black people. Which is cool. Which I wonder like who the writers were yeah, for this season. It it does I'm like, it definitely seems like it is black and not like trying to force it. Yeah. At the same time it was like you could switch his ethnicity out for any other ethnicity and the show still works and you still could do the same exact thing but it's still uniquely black in it's messaging so I don't know if like the lead writers on the season were black or if it's the same group of writers and right. I, I did see the main like the main dude he also produced the season too mm-hmm. so maybe, I mean, yeah, it, could, maybe. Uh, it could just be a well written show but with, yeah. the, with the person in mind and not trying to go too far but there's enough there right. is a black writer on staff who would be like okay yeah that, like that's definitely base level yeah they had I gotta look this up now. <laughs> yeah, he had I don't a, wanna just be up here loud and wrong yeah he had a great homeboy it's like alright here's a show in which your home it's like great the funny homeboy is actually yeah. right yeah, he's right all the time he, he gives the best advice you know it's like go home to your wife Go home to your wife. Don't do that shit. You can't do that. She's too to bad a, for you, bro. <laughs> you need to be a better man. Like, you need to step up. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like, your home, it's home, but it's constantly dropping gems on them. And it's like, yeah, this is the type of friendship, you know. Watching that, it's like, I hope that's how my friends feel about me. You feel me? Not necessarily I'm always telling them they're wrong, but, you know, like, I want them to be like, damn, I can come to you and ask you for advice. And yeah, I can feel like you give me sound advice. You feel me? Watching shit like my friends, uh, I'm at, you know, we're at the age now when your friends start getting married and having kids and stuff other and you're cool with your, with your man's wife and, and things like that. Now, I want, I want their wives to feel comfortable. Like, okay, if, if Yuri's hanging out with you, I know he ain't about to get into no dumb shit. Y'all might go have fun and do something wild and crazy, but y'all ain't gonna do nothing stupid. You know? And I know like, at the end of the day, you're not gonna, Push, you're not gonna put him in a position. Yeah, you're not gonna put him in a position. Yeah, you're not gonna put him in a position where he can't act stupid. If he is in a position where he's gonna act stupid, I trust you enough to pull him out of that. You feel me? And I was like, it, it, that was a, that was very very powerful. You know, seeing like br- seeing friendship is love life. You're seeing all types of love, all dynamics, love between your parents and dealing with a, someone who think doesn't respect you. Like, no, I respect you. You just need to do better. Dealing like we're. Uh, Siblings, an uh, overprotective mom, uh, a father you don't think cares enough, uh, all these different relationships with women, your relationships with your homeboys. It's really a show about relationships and how to navigate them and how to just be a better person. And so it's stuff. love life, but it isn't necessarily just romantic. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, God damn it, this shit was so great. I want to watch season three. I don't want to watch season one because it's about a white woman. But God damn it. <laughs> If it's, I mean, slow, it's, if it's slow, if it's slow, if it's slow enough on the day, like it's, general, it's on my list to go. I will go back and watch the season one. I mean, there was a there was a point in time where that genre of short series, which is like that was my shit, like twenty like twenty seventeen, yeah. that was like that was my main shit. Like if there was if there was just, if there was a show about love life of somebody who's like third like early early thirties late twenties mm-hmm. love life and it's piece like of kind shit. of piece of, you know your <laughs> flea bag piece of shit flea, flea bag like that was like 2017, 2018. that was like. Yeah, so I'll watch that shit on repeat. It's written by a bunch of different people. Like each episode's pretty much somebody different. But like the seems like the main person is the one of the producers, Sam Boyd. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who that is. And the white woman is Anna Kendrick. Okay. Any guess? 
all the white I feel women. Like they, I feel like they could have got. I feel like anything, anything <clears throat> with Anna Kendrick, I feel like you should have just got Allison Brie. Sure. 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 Episode. Allison, honestly, okay, Alice, welcome back to episode 105. Allison Brie is Allison Brie is essentially the exact like same the character, but she is just she is just hotter, in my opinion. <laughs> when it goes to white men, like Allison Brie is just honestly, a dog. Every, Allison Brie. Let's see here. She kind of looks like every white woman in the yes, show is still, incredibly. Still another, she's another very very regular white woman, but she's I feel like she's just like a harder version of. Um, Anna Keaton. I've I've no idea what she's been in. Uh, Community. Did, did any of y'all watch um that wrestling show? Um, uh, the 80s Ultimate wrestling. Muscle. No, the eighties wrestling show. Um, Glow. Glow. Y- y- y'all watch Glow? No. No. She was like their main character in Glow. Okay. okay. And okay. she was showing titties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Marcus Watkins is William Jackson Harper. Oh, there you go. Bill Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Concept yeah. Jackson. Yeah, but uh, again, I spoke about the show before. Drake, you gave a glowing review of it as well. Oh, yeah. Jessica Williams. Oh yeah, Jessica Yo, Williams oh is the love of his god. life. I yeah. Fuck, oh my god, because I listened. She she has a um, she got a podcast called Two Two Dope Girls. Yeah. Two Dope yeah. Girls. Yeah. Oh my god, I had oh my god twenty like twenty seventeen. I was like, I was obsessed. She used to do the Daily Show too, right? She used yes. To be on there. She is a tall. Drink of water. Oh my god! I was in love. You with should Jessica watch Love Life. You should watch Love Life. That, like, that was that was actually the selling point for me. And like, then oh Ash was like, "Oh god. yeah, this show's pretty good. He's just like me." I was like, "She okay. was. She was. What, what other show? Hey, I ain't say that. Another, she was in another show. What other show? What other? I, I don't know. She was in another. It was just another movie or a show that she was in that I that she was great in. She she was like a she was like a writer and she she wanted to be a writer and there was another little girl who wanted to be a writer and she was trying to get her into um. Like a writing program, and then she met her idol, and she it was one I don't know I have to look up her IMDb, but Jessica motherfucking Williams I just, man I just, she listen, is gorgeous she is not that much she is not that much older listen now if you're a white man uh, <laughs> like what type of what type of skills of a black man do you need to have to get with a black woman that loves white men. Besides I, I feel, being white, to be honest, I feel like I I feel like I always tried to be like that warrior of the black man that I that the black man that a black woman who dates white men, the one that, the one that reigns them back in. Uh, <laughs> Yo, she was on that Nickelodeon show just for kicks. What? I didn't watch it really, but I remember it existed. Yeah, that sounds so familiar. Let me see. Two thousand six, little soccer show. Damn, that's crazy. Oh yeah, seems familiar. Right? That was a thing. How many seasons was it? Two, thirteen uh, episodes. Oh, one. <laughs> was was Girls the show you were talking about, Josh? No, that's that. That's the Lena Dunham show. Um, oh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I just yeah. Too, oh my god, yeah, yeah. just Evan. I could talk about her all day, man. Evan, you checked out the new show, uh, Bel Air. Yeah, I saw the. I saw. I want me, Peacock. I watched. Fail. I watched it. I watched it with my dad last weekend. He, he was giving me the play by play because you know from Philly. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh yeah, that that shit is that shit is different." It was it was so funny because when it was shooting in Philly, it was like that shit is CGI. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo," because like all the, there was like a little market or whatever. It was like cleaned up and nice. Like yeah, that yeah that shit is CGI. Because his his memory of Philly, his memory of Philly is Philly in the eighties, and it was a mm-hmm. completely different place. But he was telling me like, yeah, like they say this, this they say that. This is realistic. This is not realistic. Um, but it, I, I, I watched like the first two episodes. Um, it was, 
aside from all the stuff that they, they it's say. It's like a drama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aside, it's the gritty remake. Why didn't of they Fresh just Prince make a new fucking show? I feel like this. Sh- honestly, I feel like they should have. I mean, it is. It would have worked. It is a new show. It would have worked better. Technically, it is. It's the same. You know, it's the same. It's basically they just. Why didn't they just? It's just a completely different show. And then it would have been like, oh, it would be like, oh yeah, show. this is Bel- this is just like that other show. But um, it was, it was, it was. Well, you know, it got started out because someone made a trailer on online of like, what if Fresh Prince Bella had a gritty remake? And then Will Smith and then the producer at Peacock saw it as a like, huh. This People is need cool. to stop shit posting. As a huh, this is cool. We should actually do this. And then they went, got a team of writers and said, yeah, oh yeah, we're actually doing this. So it was one of those things that, huh, you See, did some shit that went viral and now you got a show out of See, it. See, shit posts are fine. It's when corporations decide to finger fuck shit posts that it gets out of control. And that's what's going on with our timeline right now. Corporations have been finger fucking shit posts. Yeah, there's plenty of examples of that. Yeah, it's it's, it's they're flipping the channel. But I heard I, it's, it's, you, it's, I've, I've heard it's like, good. If you let, I haven't checked it out. If you, yet, if you just good. let go, just let go. Just, just let. Go. I mean, just like just like when you're watching Fresh Prince, like you don't you don't yeah. you're not analyzing Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. So if you just let go in the same way, but it's a drama, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, there's a lot of shit that just doesn't make sense. Like the fact that re- the fact that immediately, like before he even gets back to the crib, like as soon as he gets out of jail, he's on a plane. Like he gets it, like he, he gets in a fight with like the big, you know, drug dealer or whatever in Philly, and mm-hmm. before like he spends he spends the night in jail, and before he even gets home, bags packed, you're on the way. It's like yo, you couldn't figure that's that's not something you could have just figured out. If it's a big out. drug dealer, what did his mom go? What do you mean? Did did his mom stay in Philly? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't seem safe, right? Because drug dealers, where are they going? They're going to shoot up your house. I mean, it was it was when what? I guess when you're when you're watching it. What it was, what? What year is this setting? It's current. current. It's, current. it's current. Okay. So I mean, just I'm like, watching it. It's kind of just like, so it seemed like something they could have <clears> just like that's that's something that could have been figured out instead of meet like a meeting. Like you're not even going home. You're not doing nothing else. It's like you just straight to the plane. Um, which it was it was it was kind of like eh. But we you know of course like you said you know it's like a big drug deal or whatever. Um, plus you know his uncle ended up being a big lawyer who was able to handle it. Da 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 da. But at the same time like. There was that, I guess, like that one clip of um, Jeffrey being like, "Oh yeah, handle it. Don't even worry about that." So if that was even possible, like why, like why is he not on a plane yeah. back to Philly? Yeah. The mm-hmm. next day, if it could have been handled, I guess no worries. But at the same time, you're just enjoying the show, like yeah. you know, it's beautiful. Black. Isn't it's Jeffrey a goon now? Yeah. yeah. It's like, but you know, it's it's the, be- it's the gritty remake of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air we always wanted. Yeah, it's it's, it's just you know, it's be- it's beautiful, beautiful, no, just like that documentary. It's. <laughs> Call it's, back. It's, be- it's beautiful black people. It's beautiful rich black people. So mm-hmm. enjoy it for that. It's like a cokehead or something. Yeah, that, shit, that nigga bitch. I swear to God, man, that shit is awful. You just really hate it. You just really. I hope. I don't know what. It, I don't know what that's gonna do for his for his career. But the way they wrote Carlton is just like you just you just hate the guy. He's like, why are you acting like a bitch? It's 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 it. Because Carlton wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? Carlton was still see Car- exactly. They should have Carl- just made a different fucking so, show. So, Car- so Carlton, was, a different re- show. Carlton was real. Like he, you know, he was still he was. But th- the fact that we can compare two Carltons, they can't be that different, right? I understand that they're different, but why aren't they just two different things? It could. I mean, they could have been. Well, yeah. 
I mean, the, I mean, the I mean, the very concept of it seems like an old, you know, yeah. concept. This this show, <laughs> this show probably the concept Jackson of things. This uh, this show probably doesn't get made if it's not a tie to the Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh damn! That's this show crazy. probably doesn't get made if it's not if it's not paying I mean, homage. Whatever to would else. we do without another Peacock show? <laughs> you don't even watch Peacock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like what is it? NBC? I have Peacock. I have and I don't too. have Peacock. Like I don't want. <laughs> like I have a free, free. I, I don't pay free a free subscription to Peacock. Free. Don't have to pay because I got the. I got. I got the. What? I got one of those boxes or whatever. Comes yeah. with a free subscription of, of Peacock. I have one of those. Still have not even done anything. I've I not, literally people out here dabbling in the cock. <laughs> I literally had no, to buy sir. Me. <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> I literally had to get Peacock to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, you could have watched it with. Uh, you could have watched the Super Bowl on Peacock. I would have. That sounds, if like, I, if that sounds knew, like coercion. If I knew that, if what? I, if they I knew forced that. you into Peacock. You got forced into the cat. And, then, and then it's free. <laughs> peacock is free, but to watch the Super Bowl live, you had to pay. Coercion. <laughs> yeah, that shit was trash. So now, now it's only like six ninety nine or some shit. Uh, ain't nothing that's breaking the pocket. I have paid seven dollars to watch the Super Bowl. They were finessing y'all. <laughs> y'all making finessed. Not me. I could. No sir. I thought I, I I thought about going. I thought about going to a bar or seeing who was or just sending there like mm. yo who watching Super Bowl. I was like, all right. Eh. Yeah, I thought. I, I think I was. I think I was kind. I think I was high. Yeah. I, I was off the edible. I was just. Yes, sir. I was just chill. I just want to be by myself that day. But speaking of football. Both Amazon and Apple are in the running to buy NFL Sunday ticket. If y'all know where that is. Oh, I hope Amazon gets it because that's the one I have. <laughs> yeah. So, for those who don't know, Sunday ticket is, you know, when you turn a game on, it's the, we live in Atlanta, so we get all the Falcons games. The, the Cowboys, we play in the fucking Raiders, but we're going to get the Falcons versus the Browns or some shit like that. Sunday ticket gives you access to all the region regional games, any no matter where you're at. So you can watch if you live in Atlanta, but your team is the LA Chargers. You can watch all the LA Chargers games. You can watch these games even though you're out of their regional network. So essentially, the contract is up with Dish Network because who has Dish Network anymore exactly? So Amazon and Apple are the two people trying to buy it, and also Disney wants to buy Ooh, it. I think Disney could. Disney get the. I think yeah, it's, but it's Disney ain't trying. Amazon, it's really between Amazon and Disney. Really. But Disney ain't. Apparently, Disney ain't trying to pay as much as Amazon. A- Amazon and Apple are throwing the bag. To I think they would have too much of a monopoly. Of, I mean, Disney, already, I mean, they already have a monopoly. They already own ESPN. Yeah. So, so they'd be like, oh yeah, now you get ESPN Plus and NFL Sunday Ticket. But they, and mean, we got Monday I mean, Night Disney Football. Disney also owns AB, uh, ABC. ABC. Yeah. ABC. So it's like you watch this, if you watch the Super Bowl, it's going to be on. Something Disney related. Yeah, yeah. ESPN. You watch it every other time. It's gonna be Disney related. ESPN is Monday Night Football. Exactly. They're only on ESPN. So ESPN, that's Disney, and then on Sunday you're gonna watch it on ABC. Yeah. So it's like okay. So I can so I can tell Disney's like, look, dog, we already got all this other shit. We don't really need this. This would just be nice to have. But again, Amazon uh, on Amazon every Thursday night game you can watch on Amazon. I didn't Amazon, know that, and I'm still not Amazon watching. Okay. Yeah, I still haven't watched one game because I have, that's the one thing I'm, I think I might be keeping. I don't know why they do have because I've been watching Lupin the Third on there, mm-hmm. but I guess I tell you watch Lupin yeah. Lupin the Third the Tale of Fujikomine. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Not the two. There's only actually there's only a, there's only a couple of them 
on there that are free. I'm watching the one. I'm watching the one that came out in 2016. The CGI one? No. No, that came out like 2020. 20. Yeah, 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 2020. The one in 2016 oh. might be the best one. Speaking of anime, it finally happened. Crunchyroll and Funimation they finally, fi- they fi- they finally... They've been merged. Fucked. They finally there, but they finally dropped the super app. They finally dropped their OnlyFans. Of Crunchyroll. You know, we know they've been fucking, but now we I have I have Crunchyroll, but you need Crunchy... What do you need? Crunchyroll Premium? So, you need Crunchyroll Premium to get the good shit, though. No. Really? No. So, really? by the end of... Most of Crunchyroll's subscribers are free users. Free, yeah. Crunchyroll has the biggest subscriber base of 30 now, million people. you can't watch the most recent episode. Oh. Yeah. That's the... Oh, that's about the only difference. That and ads. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to, re- I have to go back and see because I, I, I got it and I was trying to watch, trying to um, watch different shows. Like, okay, you gotta have premium on it. I was like, why? Is... Or if you want, like, if you want uh, simulcast and stuff, it's gotta pay for it. Yeah. No, I just, I guess, or I access guess I to the older library. I don't think they have like certain series behind a paywall. I guess I gotta just re, re, but re- look at it. Um. So according to the emails and stuff we got. 80% of what's on Funimation will be available on Crunchyroll by the end of the month. And all 100% of what's on Funimation now is going to be available on Crunchyroll by the end of the year. So as, as Crunchyroll is um, Verve, you, I remember you asking questions about that. Basically, if you have any any of those accounts, you do not have a Crunchyroll account, which fucking sucks. Because I have a Funimation Premium account. My account just doesn't trans, seamlessly transition over and now I have a Crunchyroll account. Yeah. The best I get... Is um, in fact, they just, they just sent me an email. I get a 60 day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium, so about two months, and then after that, I gotta then unsubscribe and pay for I got then I have to pay for a Crunchyroll Premium membership to have access to all these things. So I see the plus and minus. If you're a person who had both, they say, Yeah, just go ahead and cancel your Funimation subscription, it's just, yeah. just go ahead and He's do double that. Paying. Yeah, you now you're just double paying. So, yeah, as soon as really just like, huh? Do I want to? When do I want the sixty days to start? Do I want to start it right now? Do I want to try and get out? They'll be able to do like account mergers. Like that's coming towards the end of the month, right? It's not happening yet, but yeah, eventually they will do account mergers. So anything I watched on my Funimation account can transfer over to my Crunchyroll account. So now like I'm starting all the way to fuck now, over. That brings me to the elephant in the room. The god awful UI oh, God. of the app on your phone. Crunchyroll, the Crunchyroll. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. The phone app. I was surprised. The TV I was. App, I was surprised how bad app. it is. I was like, y'all niggas using <laughs> the this? website, and you know all of that shit. You know what's bad. crazy? Funimation app was worse. Damn. So they picked the lesser. But yeah, they evils. yeah they could they had so many options. They could have hey, Let's we could just build a new app from the ground up, a completely anime. Centered. I hope, I hope with this, app from with the this up. increased budget or whatever that Sony's throwing behind it, that they go in and at least touch up the fucking interface. Is there a good interface for any streaming app? Netflix. Is that the only good one? Because I, I still, I mean, Hulu is the is the interface Hulu had before they did the update yeah. was actually really good. Yeah, and like, it's like, like damn, OG Hulu. Oh. Maybe not even OG. Like yeah, like the. Three Hulu three point oh, the one I remember when they changed this update like in twenty eighteen. Oh, back then. Okay. Yeah, it was just like, damn it, they made it worse. But yeah. I see why they did it because before it looked it was a little bit too much like Netflix, because Netflix honestly has the best interface. 
Yeah, hands, I, honestly, hands does, down. does Netflix have the best interface? It's because Netflix was first. That's just the one we're used to. And therefore, it's easy to fast forward. It's easy to rewind. You can skip the intros. It plays the next episode next. You can watch the credits now if you want to. See, Netflix, they listen to feedback. They'll go in and fix some shit and then, you know, work on it. They actually look at their UI and work and improve it. These other, like, the Crunchyroll UI has been the same for, like, the past, since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, the, the iterations that they've put on it are so minuscule, and it's always been bad, you know? That shit will log you out. It will just log you out. Like, I've I've just been logged out of Crunchyroll accounts consistently. That's awful. It's terrible. That's like Spotify. Spotify is awful. It'll just shut down randomly. I haven't run into that problem. It happens to me all the time. All the time. Like it'll crash? Yeah, it'll just crash. Will it log you out though? Uh, actually, no. It doesn't log me all the way out though. Spotify. Uh, that would be that would be awful. I probably wouldn't. Need, I would switch if it does. If it did that, it'll yeah. it'll it'll, it'll randomly just like completely shut down. But log me out. I, I wouldn't. I can't stand. I can't stand for that. If I switch at this point, I'm just gonna go to title. Hey, title's free. Is it? Title's not free with ads. I'll go back. I'll go strictly CDs if I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop, I'll yeah, stop bro, I'm going to get it. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Playing, I'll stop. Paying out three, month, I will pay $13 for a brand new CD every single time something comes out. Fucking Pirate Bay, bro. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah, but when Jack bought a bought title from Hove, made it free. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do I can do ad, I can do ads on streaming because I'm used to that because that's just television. Hmm. But ads on music, that's like that's Pandora. SoundCloud does that. That is it's it's so it's so it's SoundCloud so, does that now. I think. It's, ooh, I got one. So, Epic Games bought Bandcamp. I don't what? know. I don't because like I don't know. I, yeah. I, immediately, I was like yes because they're good. I was like yeah, that's a good thing because they get the funding. Right. And funding means they're they're gonna, they're gonna be able to update so many things because Bandcamp now has the ability to um, if you can get a, if you can, if you have a decent following and you go with Bandcamp you can get vinyl made which is great which is an absolute revel it's a revelation for indie artists to be able to do vinyl because vinyl is the new that's kind of like mm-hmm. that's like a pre, that's a premium thing to have if you're an artist that has, that has vinyl thirty five dollars a fucking album hell yeah so but yeah it's, it's still like you want you want to be it's like the, I guess like the status of that of having a mm-hmm. vinyl like if you're an indie artist with a vinyl that's kind of like whoa you kind of like you kind of doing shit that shit's hard when you setting up your merch table you're like yeah. But they got vinyl. Like I'm buying the vinyl. Like if I don't, it, it doesn't matter. If you if you if you if you're a touring if you're a touring artist and I like your act and you have a vinyl, I'm buying that vinyl. Like I've done like off rip. I'm buying the vinyl if I fuck with your act. If you're on tour, off rip. And that's you know I guess that's easy money for off you. Off the rip. Off the rip. But having that having that more accessible, um, you still have to you still have to do like sort of like a campaign to do that. Um, especially since there's a finite amount of vinyl processing machines, mm-hmm. and plus the resources to even make vinyls, um, it's, it's, it's short. It's shorthanded. Like, like I think there's maybe five machines in existence that's able to do that. That, that are able to mass produce. Um, I don't know if the number is exact, but it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Just yeah. Like like just like five. Um, that, that you can match. This just sounds like a precious item. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, like, it's, it's, a, it's a precious. Vinyls, there's only there's only five um, like indie artists trying to get vinyls made. Like you have to do that six months in advance to, to even like get, to even get it done. 
mm-hmm. just because there's only there's only five in existence. Um, so now now that there's uh, more money in the Bandcamp being no, there's more money into Bandcamp, and right. they're they're already like giving artists so many they're giving they're giving artists so many tools and so many tips and giving right. them a chance to be able and to be successful. Now they have the fund the Epic Games funding to back it. Yeah, and Epic's been really good at least with like um, divvying out greater cuts to developers and things like that. Yeah. So I'm looking at this like you know from a financial standpoint like of course they're going to make money off of this they're going to make money off your music yeah i mean but they're giving you like a like a wider platform for your audience and things like that and with this it could even be a case where they're looking to start sourcing you know sourcing music from these artists it's like okay well we have this whole platform of musical artists it's going to be easier for us to find you know new music and composers and things like that and yeah people we can really pay for and, know, and, his, and, Bandcamp, and, Bandcamp, and Bandcamp really is a lot of really super talented, just straight up talented people. It, it not necessarily like the most, the most successful. Like there's still people like knowledge, just knowledge is still on Bandcamp. Um, there's, a, there's there's another artist that was like that was like relatively like really successful that is still on, JPEG JPEG Mafia, still on Bandcamp. You can still you can still find his Thundercat, still on Bandcamp. You want to like he's a grand like Grammy winning artist. They still have band camps. You can still go to his band camp to buy. You can go to his band camp to buy his music. Hell yeah! To listen to his music, to stream his music. You can still go to band camps. So the band camp is still. It's not the most known because you have to. You have to really be into like. Re, you have to really be into indie music to end it to get it. But it's still a lot of people are into indie music or strictly listen to indie music. So that being um, having more funds for that is only going to advance. Um, is only going to advance independent music to the point right. where. It could it could potentially be the new because what SoundCloud was and like from like you know twenty ten it's like even like the two, SoundCloud era this it could, it could be a rehashing of the SoundCloud era but with Bandcamp more more eyes on Bandcamp um, plus there are going to be more tools for musicians because mm-hmm. even Bandcamp they have Bandcamp Fridays where instead or uh, on Fridays one hundred percent of your proceeds will go to the artist instead of Bandcamp taking a cut. Bandcamp, no, Bandcamp is like that. So you can sell, you can sell your music directly to your fans, and you can get the. You know, I would, I would drop every Friday. <laughs> yeah, Not every exactly. Friday, but Fridays is or when I would yeah. drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They, 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 don't. I don't think they do it every Friday, but they, they yeah. started doing. They, they do it. They do it often enough because they want to. Mm-hmm. They want to support. Uh, they want to support artists, and so now that there's more fun, there's more funds there. They can do more tech, more UI experiences. But because Bandcamp, Bandcamp, it doesn't. It doesn't really look the best it doesn't look great which i feel like is one of the things that kind of like how oh, that always held bandcamp back soundcloud like soundcloud's um ui is far it was so far superior when it comes to yeah. searching music yeah listening to music soundcloud was amazing because anytime that. i did get on bandcamp i'll be Whoa. it's so it's clunky like it still looks like 2000 it still looks like 2005 <laughs> like it's, it's to this day you'll go to somebody's bandcamp and it's, still, it's like it, wow this is right before the blog era popped off. yeah so it's like if you like it's if you get it if you get a bandcamp and don't do anything to it, it looks so it's clunky and figuring out what to do. It's it's kind of hard. So when there's more funding towards that, so you, anybody can get like it'll basically. I I feel like it'll get to the point where if you get a Bandcamp, it'll be like a mini like a mini website for you that looks like a website instead of like this other platform where you can like like Audio Mac. Like mm-hmm. no, 
I hate I hate audio Mac, hate reverb nation, hate stereo gum, hate stereo. There's a, there's another one. All of them they're, they're just sorry. At the audio Mac, I have no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like nobody's going audio to audio Mac in and of itself. Like, like nobody nobody's really going to all of these other unless unless you're also a musician. <laughs> nobody's say Z, really. Let's say Z share next. Exactly. Like media, media shit. Like nobody's really going to all these other third party indie music apps, really. Nobody's really mm-hmm. going to except for except for SoundCloud because it it was it was for some reason it was so great because the UI experience on that was so great. Yeah. So I feel like Bandcamp can become that for the new age mm-hmm. if they were to if they were to use this money to improve the UI and Right. Being able to buy, it makes it easy for you to buy and sell merch. It makes it easy for you to have a deluxe edition where it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this album. Holy shit! I didn't know this came with a bonus track. They allow you to do that. They allow you to come to your pro- come to your your site and just listen to your music. If you fuck with it, you can buy it, and then you can. They have their own app where you can listen to the music. You can, you can make wish lists. Um, so uh, there's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of um, apprehension because it's, because it was Epic Games because yeah. big com- big companies coming in and company. buying out and ruin it. And I f- it's like I f- it's like I felt that, but my initial rea- my my initial reaction was like, okay, yeah, I'm this is an to opportunity. See how it plays out because they can really do some good with this, um, because it, like Epic, they they make engines like they, is, they is it the same thing as we make Fortnite? Yeah, and they stole all those black yeah, they, and they stole all those black people dances. They yes. do on un- un- they, they yeah, Unreal Engine, right? Yes. So that's why it's like it's Epic. You know, you know they but it's but it's I feel like the what they what they what they can do they can still make they can still make money on top of it because if you like if 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 you improve on something that's already good you're going to make you you I can will still say take money they on have top a of it. they can make it right they can but you just they hold, can make you just it right. really hope that you just really hope that I don't have any faith up. that they will but they can understand understand the they shit they did with that Fortnite dances and shit like that it really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like they damn. Have gotten better with that, so there is that. They they are open to adjusting, like you know some of their methods. I will say that. Yeah, you, you just don't want to end up it being oh you've uploaded to Bandcamp. We actually own everything in the everything that's ever been on, on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is now the property of Epic Games. Yeah, you just hope so that that that's, doesn't happen. That is like. Initial was like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like their potential. Their potential is there for them to do that, but I don't think that they're gonna do that even within five. They're not gonna do that within five years, maybe even ten. It's not. Yeah. So I don't think it's something they're gonna do immediately. They may potentially do that when it's so I, far I along them, where you don't even notice it. I but. do see them doing doing something along the lines where like um like the thing about those engines, they do have um like assets and things like that. So I could see them like sourcing out musical assets. Um, from artists and stuff on these sites, like of course, hopefully they'll be getting paid for it, like substantially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ba- I mean Bandcamp is all about Bandcamp is all about make how artists are able to make money, right? And then Bandcamp seems really excited about this, like yeah. having that extra bread to really do a lot of the things that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, it's it's just like it's exciting to see. Are they still leaving the same people in power? Yeah, so the president, even even in the letter, I, like I got the email, like they, um, the per the president and the co the co founder and the president of of uh, Bandcamp, he's still there and he's like, yeah, I'm still gonna be in power, you know, everything that everything that's great about Bandcamp is going to, it it's going to remain, everything is the same, but now we have a bigger power behind us that allows so versus. No, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be versus. But this is the same thing versus the Timbo and Swiss Beast. They still in power. They just had a major backing from a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, 
but I, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited about it initially. I know that I know that there's always. I mean, I feel like there's always potential of things to go wrong. For yeah, some, of course. For, oh, there, oh, there, there is sure. always course, that. There's always that possibility. But I feel like I feel like um, as an in, as an independent musician, um, I'm always excited about new tools and you know the ability for things to expand and become better. Great. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's great. I think that's for a, now. I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up. Yeah. Last question: The new Batman movie's out. Anybody excited to go see it? Go see it. I've already seen rumblings that it's better than Dark Knight. I've heard Ooh. those same things. Better like Dark if Dark Knight is one, this is one B. Like I've I've heard those same things. I'm gonna go see it I Saturday. Mean, this has the competitive edge of having um Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yes. So it already has my vote and that's a great step in the right direction. I do believe Commissioner Gordon is black as well. Ooh. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. I mean I'm not like I'm not like I'm gonna go see it immediately. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm gonna get around to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, we gotta go do something. Like, all right, let's go see. It's not it, it was never one of those things where I'm just like, oh I gotta go see this one. It's it's like movie. okay, it's like, okay, we need a date night. Let's go see that Batman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But guys, this was episode seventy two of the three piece set podcast. Uh, uh, you can follow us uh, collectively at three piece set pod. You can follow us all individually at our own Twitter's Madrid, where can we find you? Josh, where can I find you? I know Jones everywhere. And you can find me, Ashton, at Ash underscore Duh underscore Stampede on Twitter, A underscore Sunton, everywhere else. 3 piece set is your favorite bio podcast. Shout out to Dead End Studios. Shout out to the Cheesy Boys. Y'all been, y'all been doing your thing. 